It's time to talk some blues hockey. Welcome to the Blues NHL podcast, hosted by former Blues defenseman Jamie Rivers and former Blues enforcer Darren Kimball. And we got a problem in front of the hog bench. Kimball pulling it, Ronick. Here's Kimball swinging it, Ronick wildly, and the linesman trying to get in between them. Look at Raddick, he's dropped the gloves with Rivers. The referee or the linesman should yeah. jump in here. You can't let a guy like Rivers continue to throw punches. But here goes Dolan from Reinhardt, breaking in the Hunter. Hunter shooting, rebound, recognizer scores! Here comes Shovel Day, he'll be thrown out of the game! Curtis Joseph grabs Shovel Day, and the two goalies go at it! Head to head, and Joseph with three great rights! To Terjana Hall looking for 500, he shoots, he scores! Brad Hall, number 500! Tarasenko in the clear, he scores! And now, here's your off-ice official, Jim Cromer. Hello, Blues fans, and welcome to your latest edition of the Blues NHL podcast. I'm your off-ice official, Jim Cromer. I would uh, like to start this thing off by saying, is it possible that as a St. Louis sports fan, when somebody says, yeah, game six, that you may not know what they're talking about? It's possible. The Blues have put themselves in a position to do so. Very excited to have in studio my uh, cohorts in crime. Let's start with uh, Coach Henson. What's up, Coach? <laughs> Not much, man. I can't stop smiling. I know you've been giggling. Since I you woke up in this here. morning again and said, "That really happened." Yeah, I know. Okay. And Ray of Sunshine here to my right. I don't think he understands He's how his so mood is. I know now, he is. He is uh, the one, the only D Kimball. What's up, Ed? Nothing. How are you? Look at that. Look at him. <laughs> you softened so here, man. Chill. I'm, I'm, you know what? The big bad bully is softened. No, I'm, I'm not, uh, not, really. not really. Not really. Not really. I mean, uh, our, our intern, Will, Big Will, who uh, referenced. Finally recovered. Finally recovered <laughs> as Jamie. I mean, you walked in. You were like, hey, man, how you doing? I took mean, him, you, took him a fucking month to recover. Took him a month. Well, let me tell you, boys. Um, this is nuts. Uh, as Gary said, it's really, really hard to, to stop smiling about <laughs> the whole thing. But um, we're gonna have the whole gang together, not in studio here. But uh, Mister Mister Celebrity Status is gonna be checking in with us here shortly, I believe. So, um, man, I don't, I don't know what what other what other to say other than dry it up, Bruce. Mr. Cassidy, dry it up. I mean, I, ah, as I said, on, let, listen, that's an easy thing to do when you're sitting on the good side of it. But okay, but, the, but we have their... not. But we've been not on the good side of it. Okay, I so but let them deal with it the way they want to deal with it. I'm not telling you to like, but it's easy to sit on this side of that and say, "Hey, get over it." Give me a break. Uh, listen, I would I be upset? Sure. My point is, don't take the narrative that we're the only like that's the only like call. These people actually think the calls have been in our favor the whole series. Whatever. You know what's been in our favor the whole series? Just tied the, the score. score. The score. <laughs> man, that's you got, right. Man, that's what like a sinister, that? is I that am, a sinister laugh. I am so freaking pumped. Can we? I've, I've honestly, all. So we coached together. Now, granted, it wasn't like high intensity, but it was pretty intense for what, relative to what we did. I never, I've never been excited about. Any of our games, any of McKendry's <laughs> games, any games I've ever played, mostly because I had to sit the bench. But the point of it is, 
I've never been like this about any sport. Yeah, but th- this is uh, uncharted territory. That's what I keep saying. Yeah, but you, when if you're a fan and from the from the long ago when this playoff run started, you know, and, and the Blues started ruling here, and I said, I you know, I don't care about the. Uh, the, the alumni guys, that's not what I'm – this is about the fans to me and the players that are playing the game. But these fans – and the reason – and I think, Gary, why I put you in this situation and Chrome's is in the same thing. You guys have been here a long time. You've gone up – I mean, you, you've had a lot of downtime with these guys because, you know, even when we were there, when the Holly scores, you know, we were supposed to – we, you know, we were supposed to win and go farther. We didn't. Uh, then that, that team comes with Pronger, and when they're all here, they win the President's Cup. They're supposed to do. They get something happens, and they don't. So you know, you, it's like, it's like a guy that, and I'll rephrase this because I used to fight all the time. But if, if you keep getting kicked in the teeth all the time, you know, and it's no fun. It's no fun. <laughs> yeah. And then once you start to finally get the upper hand on a, an opponent, it's just. Boy, it's, it's like a relief, and yeah. it's more of a relief. You know, there's a lot of joy in there. And when I went to the game, uh, I guess it was game – what game did I go to, four? Yeah, I went to four. And after the game, we were walking down, and I was getting ready. And I'm going up to my vehicle. And the fans, they're high-fiving the place, and the, the, it was just crazy. Like, yeah. But like I said, I keep going back to it. I, I look at these fans' face, and, and they just – what they probably have lived through for, and some of these people for 40 years. Yeah. And to where they are now and to see that the prize is sitting right there, yeah. they're that close to it. Yeah. I just, I, I just think it's, uh, it's such a relief to them that they're in a good spot. Well, let me say this, and this goes to what we were kidding you about, about being soft, being, have a softer, you know, demeanor about you. You, Jamie, um, Lowe, couple others you guys have i've had interactions with all of you during this stuff right the the pride you guys sh- are showing in is amazing to me and the the way you guys all are so rooting not just for the blues to do it but for the fans to see it and be a part of it it's it's what makes hockey players, in my opinion, pros. And we've had run, we, you know, doing stuff like this. We talk to pros in other professions. They're good people, but they're not as good as hockey people. And you guys have really, I know you all want, want to see the, that Blues team raise the cup, but the reasons why you want to see it raise the cup are for what you just said. Mm-hmm. And it's just, I just want to say thanks. But, but I just want to say thanks to all you guys because it's to you all. It's more about us, but, the fans. And, and this is my point to it because you live in a town of St. Louis where baseball's always been number one, and I and I get it. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not knocking it. You know, it's, uh, but the Cardinals have always, you know, it's not a very long period of time that they're not in first place and they're chasing down a pennant. You know, they're they're going to go for something. They they won World Series where people the fans have that relief, and you know. I've I've lived in Granite City for like twenty some years, and you know you go to the golf course, you go do whatever, and after the Blues do a series, and it's like uh, you know old, older guys that have been around and seen the forty years thing, they say you know what happened to the Blues? It's always what happened to the Blues? What happened to the, and it's, and they're not saying it out of ignorance. They're just mm-hmm. they're asking the question, and you know you sit there and you, you sort of got to say well they didn't do this, you didn't you know, and so to see where it's at now, you, you know. It, uh, it's it's not over yet, but it's 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 now you can the the cup's going to be in the building. You're going to be it's, it's right there, and <laughs> it's you in know, the building. If they 
uh, if this all comes through and does it, it's not what happened to them anymore. It's unbelievable. Look what they did. Right. And so now it's a, it's a different conversation you're having with people. And I think that's just the the people that are here, like John Wenzik that I talked to, Twister that I talked to, Rick Zombo, you know, the um, guys that I was talking to the other night. It's that That's just, they're all, they all got the same thing. They're, it's not over, they're not jumping up in the damn suite. They're not doing cartwheels and all this shit. They just look around and they just, they're so... They're so happy for what's going on around them. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's just, you know, St. Louis deserves us. You know what else, though, too? And you guys, I think there's even another level of appreciation because the Blues are playing a style that you all like. Yeah. Like, and you all played. So yeah. I think that, that helps as well. But well, anyway, he, thanks, Kimby. Well, you know who uh, Well, it's obvious he'd I like some thanks. It. He'd like some thanks himself. So let's make sure we, <laughs> we, we, give, we give some thanks where thanks is due. Mm-hmm. Big Rivs, Gary, uh, Coach Henson's in here doling out compliments to the alumni. So you figured uh, I better give a call in there and get my accolades, huh? Is that how it goes? Well, usually Gary doesn't give many accolades out, so I'm just waiting for the other shoe to drop and him to start being, you know, nice with me here while I'm not there. So I'm just showing up to defend myself. Oh, for God's well, sakes. That's what happens when you tell somebody to All shut I, up on Twitter. Yeah. I told oh, you to shut, shut up, up, too. Like, oh, my God. Come on. It was a joke. It was funny. Well, not to me it was. Well, of course not. <laughs> that's serious business. Hey, you got I'm, your... I'm locked and loaded at that point, Gary. You can't do that. I know. Shit, you're bro. probably 10 Red Bulls deep and about 12 pounds of chicken wings. <laughs> hey, speak... No, oh, boy. Wings. Here we go. It's chicken wing madness. Speaking of chicken wing magnus, madness, your your boy over here, he can't get the smile off his face. Me and Coach me and Coach can't can't get over how... He, look at him now. He's just trying to close it up. Kimby's been smiling since he walked in the door over here. Kimby's in there? In the oh, house. Yeah. Oh, my God, Kimby. I tell you what, he's smiling because somebody finally found his rookie card. And uh, yeah, we the saw that. <laughs> and, I got, and I got your crayons. So we're all, we're all <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, shit. hey, big day around here. Big Willie showed up. Kimby showed up. You're on the line. We're getting it done here. Um, I don't know where to start other than uh, – couple of things that stand out number one um you look at a game like that and you start thinking what's the recipe for success you can break the whole thing down top to bottom but if your goalie goes out there and is the best player on the ice you gotta like your chances and that's what happened last night yeah i mean uh look there were two different stat paths for jordan bennington following a loss you know he's been incredible and then another stat pack that said following a win he was six and seven with a goals against over three. But then, wait, there's a third stat pack that says, oh, that's true, except for games five, six, and seven in any series because he's been almost unbeatable in those games. So find your answer somewhere within there. But the main, <laughs> top, the main theme for it is that he was unbeatable last night, and he had to be. Like, Boston came out charging. Like, they were. They had to, those guys. Like, you know, I look at it like, if you're a fighter, and, and Kimby, you know this, like you've been in those fights where you know halfway through you're like, okay, I, I may not be able to beat this guy, so I'm just going to throw as many punches as hard as I can, and I hope something lands 
and buck with them because otherwise I'm probably screwed. <laughs> well, that's kind of what that's kind of what I compared Boston to last night is they threw as many punches as they could. They didn't land any, and they, they got screwed in the end because they lost the game, and now it's headed back here to St. Louis with the possibility of closing it out, Jim. Well, I the whole thing has been – a, 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 an unbelievable journey. We've talked about it. Uh, every one of us, whether it's been you on your thousand shows you've done with uh, all the different media people, Kimby talking to fans in the stands, or just Gary and I texting it, to think back to where we were in December to having this opportunity, and you look out on the ice and you see some guys that, quite frankly, you know, have been called out by everybody and their brother at some juncture, and they're all doing something. Uh, you know, Alexander Steen took an absolute beating last night, but just kept going. Um, Zach Sanford, what a pass. And here's a guy that I, nobody and their brother wanted him in the lineup. You know, and all he's done is play well these last couple games. It, it just impresses me up and down the lineup. But the one guy I got to ask you about, because I remember before the season ever started, you brought him up, and that was Ryan O'Reilly. Before he ever stepped foot on the ice at Enterprise Center. You brought up what, how impressed you were with this guy the day he got here. Yeah, guys, it's uh, yeah, it's not normal the way this guy <laughs> operates. It just Good. isn't like in a, in a in a positive way. Like you know, in, in July he shows up here for you know pre-camp practices or captain skates, we'll call them, and. He's out in the middle of the hallway, 35 minutes before going on the ice, and he's he's balancing on a board with a golf ball under it, and then he's stick handling while he's balancing. I'm like, what is up with this guy? Like, holy fuck, is he trying out for a ninja warrior? You know, <laughs> like, I have no idea what's going on. Then he'd come out early, work on deflections. He'd, he'd pick one thing each day, and he would work on it 200 pucks, 300 pucks, and it was amazing to watch because, you know, that's kind of what you try to teach guys is to, to get up there and work on things. But for a guy that's of that level, making that much money, you know, a guy that's supposed to not, air quotes, not love the game anymore because of what happened in Buffalo, uh, I think it was infectious, guys. And if you listen to, even last night I was scrolling through Twitter as I was trying to shut my eyes, and... NHL, uh, it, the NHL Twitter account itself had a little video, and it's some of the guys talking it about how Ryan O'Reilly's first guy on, last guy off, and that the way he works every single day has been infectious and could possibly be one of the main reasons that they pulled through all those dark days. So that's a lot of credit to a guy uh, for, well, first of all, for one guy, but it's a lot of credit to a guy who's brand new to a team and, you know, the, the other thing that I thought was interesting, too, in this whole thing, before I get too sideways on this, is that Ryan O'Reilly comes in here and he's our best player all year while we're losing. And that, and to me in my head, as I'm reading that stuff last night, I'm thinking this is a guy that came from a losing team. So it's almost a blessing that he did come from a losing team because he didn't have expectations that were through the roof. Yes, he wanted to win here, but losing was kind of the norm for him, so it didn't steer him off the track too much. And I think that that experience and having lost so many games helped him with his leadership abilities and helped him play day in, day out when it seemed like there was no reason to play. He kept going because that's all he knew. 
so it's amazing to me sometimes how many little factors that come in and out of things that ultimately at the end of the season make a huge difference. I, th- I think, you know what, Riz, the biggest, when you just said, though, um, the first thing that I'll, I'll comment on is before December, the start of the season to December, when we sat in these rooms and we talked, you know, hockey and we are doing our podcast, Perron and O'Reilly were the two guys that we were really only talking about. Everything uh, on the positive side. Everything else was probably a lot of guys we were, you know, wondering what's going on here, what's going on here, you know, so on and so forth. So for O'Reilly to do it all season long, you know, he had a little maybe hiccup here in the one series in the playoffs. But I don't even say it's a hiccup because he he plays important minutes. And, you know, if he's not scoring, he's still doing other things. So, you know, it's it's a – you know, maybe he's not putting the points, but right now he's, he's leading the team in points or he's right up there at the top, if not leading it. And all that work, and then this is my second thing I go to because when you go to hockey tournaments uh, with your kid or you're, you're walking around, and Ribs, you've probably seen this many times. I, I used to sit there and I was uh, watching this one kid in Chicago. He would throw a ball or a pucker way up in the sky and he'd catch it on a stick. And, <laughs> and, and that, you know, yeah. he was doing that stuff. And, and what I'm, why the reason I'm doing that is because – that's what O'Reilly does. You know, he sees him yeah. screwing around with the stick, screwing yeah. around with the puck or whatever he's doing. And I sit there and what Rivs said earlier, I, I say it to my own kid, I go, and when do you ever fucking try that? <laughs> like, like you don't even try to get it, you know, like when, when does, so that's, but guys like O'Reilly, <laughs> when he's doing stuff like that, for people that are, are still involved in the game, like me and Rivs and, you know, guys around town that are trying to teach young kids, those are points that you go to and you sort of say, the pros are doing this little, you know, mm-hmm. shit that you think is stupid, but they're doing it because it makes them a better player. So it, it just yeah. helps you, you know, get your message to, to the kids that's out there. And that, I think it's such a, for him to start putting the puck in the net is even huge. So uh, Bennington's obviously uh, best player on the ice. We said that, but I think there were a couple other guys, and I'd like you guys to talk about them. Maybe one is is obvious, and then there's like an unsung hero for me last night. But 55 was a man last night. He was unreal. Did you see the closing speed he had on Marshawn? And Marshawn's no slow skater. That, and the, for 55 to close like that, and then he's flat out. He sells out, and he's on his belly, and then he, makes, he swoops his stick around and pokes the puck away. But then the unsung guy again last night, and it's, some guy, it's somebody we all ripped. But 19 was so good last night. Yeah. Now those guys were, uh, you know, I, I call them monsters. They did a great job. And uh, Jay Bowmeister with 29 minutes of ice time <laughs> for a guy that's, uh, you know, as old as he is and that, you know, quite honestly, like we'd all written him off or whatever halfway through the season. And we, it, the whole hockey world thought that he was done. Well, he proved everybody wrong and come back playing arguably the best hockey of his career and it couldn't happen at a better time. And, you know, he's paired with big 55 who's doing a heck of a job. And yeah, you mentioned his closing speed. Colton Pareko, I've said it a thousand times. He could very well be the fastest skater in the NHL, (laughs) but it just doesn't always look like it because, you know, he's got such big, long strides, but I would argue that anybody could beat him goal line to goal line in the NHL. I think that, He's really fast, and then his, you know, when he does that full-body slide on a two-on-one, it gives the opponent very little room to do anything, and it takes away time and space, and he's a big man to try and get it around. And then he comes around with the helicopter, 
helicopter. That's what we used to call that. <laughs> you know, the full body slide, add the helicopter on the side. You know, it's for, for, like just joking about it. And there he comes. You know, he's got it there, and then he swings around with the old helicopter and pokes the puck away. Yeah, right what on the puck. To, what are you supposed to do as the opposition there? You're running out of time and space. The goal line's coming at you. The net's going by, and all of a sudden, <laughs> you know, six foot six is sliding in front of you, and now he's swooping around with the stick. You're like, what on earth is going on here? <laughs> You know, when you're you're talking about those guys, and you you expect that out of them, and and with Gary, you know the unsung heroes. And I, how about the story about the Sanford kid? Like, like, yeah. like, like you yeah. could write a fucking movie on this one yeah. because yeah. here's a guy that had a you know his father passes on him, yeah. so he goes through that experience. Then we go through the you know he's in in camp and he or not camp halfway through the season he's getting uh, players on his own teams jump beating the shit out of him so he's going through that process I'm just saying so then he, so yeah. then all of a sudden now he's now he's getting yanked out of the lineup for what you know for reasons that right. you know Craig Bruby he's, he's pulled all the right cards here so far so and then the last three games I am. Um, I'll put this kid up there with anyone on the forwards right now because, yeah. yeah. you know, he, he's pretty well on been on the ice for just about all their goals here as of late. You know, he makes a great pass last night. The game before that, he's, he's involved in the situation. He's hitting guys. He's, he's brought a different uh, kind of game to it that he had earlier. Well, you know, he, the physical part wasn't really there. Now he's got that. He's a fast kid. He's showing he knows the game. But, you know, you could write a movie on what this kid's doing. There's just yeah. It was just a uh, – it, it's just been an incredible last six – or last three, four months for this kid. Well, in the last however or many year, games, we've had the yeah, but too, so. what's he got? He's got four assists since yeah. they put him in the lineup, Incredible. and they're good assists. Like, he's primary assists. I mean, watch him last night with that pass. He looks in the glass and sees O'Reilly behind yeah. him. You can Maybe. see it on video. He looks dead in the glass and sees him and makes a pass right on his tape. Well, that's oh the way Ribs used to do it, isn't it? Well, <clears throat> you know, probably, I'm telling you. No, Ribs is usually r- a- it's probably somebody good looking in the front row when I was doing you know, it. Well. Ribs was looking in the fucking glass <laughs> to see if someone was coming to hammer his ass from behind him. That's what he was looking in the glass for. Well, that too. Yeah, that too. <laughs> hey, uh, you um, know what? This, go ahead, Ribs. Sanford kid. No, sorry. The Sanford kid, too, uh, a part of this story that, that can't go forgotten is he's from Boston. Yes. So yeah. imagine all this shit's going on and, and this kid's from Boston. And he has the opportunity to uh, put one down on the bees and, and you know get something real special done with the St. Louis Blues. It is a storybook ending for this kid, and I'm really happy that he figured out how to play at his size and speed because yeah. that's the problem. As you guys all know, he hadn't figured out yet that he's six four and that he should be using that. He kept going back to trying to be finesse, 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 and skill, skill, skill which he's got plenty of that. We've seen it on display with the passes and all the things he's done. But when you're 6'4 and you're that big and strong, you need to use it, and he's done that in the last couple of games. And that's, to me, the biggest difference is created space for himself, his line mates, and he's put a little doubt up there. You don't think that Charlie McAvoy felt that hit uh, last game here in St. Louis mm-hmm. where he almost broke his back at the bench? And then, you know, Tory Krug, little uh, yard gnome. He felt the wrath last night, too, and I'm tired of that little guy running around <laughs> thinking he's tough. So it was nice to see somebody whack him a little bit. Um, looks like uh, fans are a little concerned and a little upset that Mr. Barbashev's going to have a hearing today. Um, uh, yeah, any yeah. thoughts? He's getting a game. Yeah, I think so, too, For unfortunately. Sure. For sure. I mean, yeah, look, I don't. I'm not the league official, so you know, don't get mad at me for the message. But 
I just think that he went for the hit. He clearly got shoulder to face contact, whether he clipped something else or not. It looked, it looked bad. And coming off the heels of Sunquist, coming on the heels of Bruce Cassidy, just crying into the fucking media's pockets last <laughs> night about all this bullshit. I think Barbashev gets the game. I, I, I don't know. know. Maybe you guys see it differently, but I think he gets. I the hope game. his saving grace is this. I don't. I didn't see, and we rewound it and rewound it and slow mode it last night. I didn't see him elevate at all. Like, I, I didn't, and I tried to be objective No, but as that's I could. the problem, Gary, I know. Is the guy was bent over, and he didn't elevate. Well, <laughs> right no, but what I mean, I know, but he didn't. He, The contact that he made, he never adjusted low or high. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, And so it doesn't necessarily, to target, you have to adjust. And he never made an adjustment. His plane of attack stayed the same. So maybe we get lucky. I don't think we will. But maybe we get well, lucky and somebody else says, you know what, Gary Henson's right on that one. No, you know why we're not, you know not going to get lucky? Shut up, Rams. <laughs> no, seriously. I, okay. We're not going to get lucky for two reasons. One, Gary Henson's never right. But two. Oh, come on. Nice. But two, Barbie already got fined this year in the playoffs yeah. for a headshot. And... So, unfortunately, that's on the record, yeah, right? It's yeah. like, you know, Gary, when the cops took your fingerprints and all that stuff, that one time you're with the farm animals, all that weird stuff. So, they have you on file for that, that right? Yeah, so that was David a... David yeah. is he's on file for a headshot already. That was definitely a tough moment for me, but I got through it. So, hey... <laughs> <laughs> so so while we're while we're here though let's and this is when I was driving up here I was listening to a guy on the radio and I ain't gonna say his name but so we're we're up here and you're we're, so I'm we're in St Louis we got the St Louis media and, and you know how we fucking whine about fucking penalty calls and other so in my this is my view now on that on that penalty last night that was a fucking penalty I don't care what anyone says in the world mm-hmm. but let me finish here so that's a penalty but when the Blues had a hand pass on him against San Jose. They walked in the dressing room, whatever chief told them to all to say, and did, he did the right things, and they didn't say a damn word. They didn't complain about it. They didn't whine about it, and they, they, they did it because the referee in, in the NHL is fucking atrocious. I don't care what anyone <laughs> says, and I've, I've said this before. When they start making a name for themselves instead of letting the players make the name for themselves, because it's supposed to be about the players, and referees are getting involved. For example... When Marshan went in and stuck him, I, I didn't think that was a penalty, but they called it. And, and it's, you know, it's, it's an iffy little thing. In the regular season, you're trying to slow the momentum down or have any ruckus going on. Yeah, you call it and throw it out. But you're in the fucking game five of the Stanley Cup finals. I think it's a horseshit thing. So the penalty happens. They score the goal. Now Cassidy comes out, and, and I don't blame him. because And what he's trying to feed off, does he look like a whiny little uh, suckle doing it? Of course he did. But, yeah, he did. <laughs> but but Baruby Baruby did it a little different though, because Baruby, you know, he brought up the the, the conversation a couple games ago that the, about the referee and and because the Blues play a heavy game and they need that to be the referees to sort of let them play that game, and so then the the referee and to what everyone wants to argue about they can argue, but the referee has changed a little bit here in the light and and the Blues are able to play their game, which is good for us because you know that's that's doing us a favor, but. And all, so he goes out and whines. It'll be interesting because if the referees start fucking going back and doing this other nonsense, calling all these penalties now, it just makes the game look stupid. And I and I, I don't care if anyone whines or anything, but if referees are going to start determining how this is going, God, the NHL's got to figure that shit out, man. Yeah, 
Well, Definitely. here's my thoughts about that tripping call last night. And I went over a little bit last night. And am I a bit of a homer? Well, yeah, I am. But that's okay. I'm okay with that. But on that play, the puck comes around. Bozak is tracking the puck. So he's headed in that direction of the puck anyway. Achari, if you look at the starting point of his skates, they're well above the hash marks on the wall. He pushes backwards to shield the puck from Bozak. So he's taken away time and space for Bozak to adjust his route. And he's trying to use his body as a shield in order for Bozak not to get the puck at the same time as Bozak skating forward. So when Bozak reaches for the puck, it's a combination of his momentum plus Achari moving backward that, and Carlo right there that gives Bozak not much room. And that creates yeah. the, that trip. You're a big homer. I'm not saying. <laughs> you're, you're a big homer. No. Because I'll tell if you. If you go back. No, listen, let me finish. If you go back and watch it, you'll see that there's distance that's created from the starting point of Achari to where he ends up. And it's, it's basically his motion towards Bozak. And, and I'm not saying it's not a trip. I'm just saying that if I'm a referee, I'm looking at this going, well, he kind of put himself in that position. And it's not like Bozak was trying to slew put him on purpose. He's trying to get a puck in the offensive zone. Yeah, if he'd have called it, there'd be no argument from me. I'd say, yeah, it was called. But I'm not arguing it either because they didn't call it. Yeah. I think that it is what it is. And you know you know, the only reason I, I disagree with you, Ribs, and here's the biggest reason I disagree, because I saw the funniest fucking thing I've ever saw on Twitter in the longest time when the guy put together the Cam Neely. That was great. Throw, he threw that thing, and then he does oh, the dumb God. and dumber thing I, about the salt chat. That was I, good. Text, I, I thought that was hilarious. I texted it to all of you just so you <laughs> saw it, because it was sent to me. That was outstanding. It was priceless. I was, I honestly, guys, I was inches away from when they showed it on Fox Sports last night. I was inches away from when we commented on it saying, well, Seabass <laughs> is still trying to figure out who threw the damn <laughs> But I thought, I might just get pee whacked for that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm with Kimby. I think um, – I think oh, the fact because he's sitting right beside <laughs> you. <laughs> you ju- earlier you said I I wasn't intelligent. <laughs> insinuated. Now you're saying I'm, I'm making an intelligent decision. <laughs> shut up. Oh, no, you're unintelligent when it comes to your commentary. Oh, shut when, the hell when up. When saving your own life. Stop <laughs> it, boy. His head his head is officially bigger than Kimball. <laughs> Oh, wow. See that, Kimby? Now he's coming after you. What? You're like a Mastodon head or whatever. I oh, can't wow. Big ass head. Kimby, that's personal now. <laughs> hey, I want to ask you a question over there. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. How, about, how, about that? Oh, boy. how about that picture you took last night? How about those big buggers that were surrounded you there, the... Guy had a 29 jersey on. I'm sure it wasn't Kimball. I'm pretty sure it was the other kid there. They're playing done right now. But, God, that guy was a did monster. You, uh, did you see the size of those guys? Yeah, I'm, I'm going, Ribs, I know I know you're getting heavier. You're, like, you're getting wider and shorter. <laughs> but, Jesus Christ, they were big kids, man. Uh, yeah, like, honestly, I'm, I'm 6'1", and I'm, you know, 195. <laughs> 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 and mm-hmm. Those guys were uh, monsters. I just, I felt like a little kid. I I don't know. I think they were part of the Hell's Angels or something. They oh, were or WWF, one of the two. No, no, I'm just kidding. I think they're firemen. Uh, oh. So 
Jesus. Bless their heart for doing the job that they do. And I'll tell you what, if that big motherfucker's coming through the door that's on fire to save me, I'm okay with he it. Don't, he don't need no fucking ladder. He's a big boy. Hey. No, and he might actually be able to carry me, which is okay, too. Speaking of big boys, how about them guys in Boston that threw down in their Those own Those were rink? all Bruins fans. I know. That was awesome. But I got to be honest with you. The guy that knocked the other dude out with the... That's what you get. When you when there's a big dude standing in front of you and you throw a beer on him, that's what you get. He, that's what's wrong. If you throw a beer on somebody, you should get popped. You know what? he got gr- popped. Watch it again. What's great about that guy? First of all, they picked the wrong old man. Yeah, they did. They <laughs> picked the wrong dude. They picked the wrong old man. Secondly, when they throw the beer on him, he doesn't flinch. Yeah. And he kind of drinks it. <laughs> <laughs> you were in serious trouble. Yeah, at that they point. had another one, too, down in the corridor there where the, blues, the, blues, fans, the blues fan pumped yeah. the, the Bruin fan down yeah, there. That was, yeah. that was priceless. It's like, Oh my God! Well, We're going old the school. The only thing that uh, my my own father, there, Chief Rolling Puck, he would have <laughs> fucking he would have been unglued watching that because I remember when me and my brother, little pissants, we started going to bars up in Canada, and of course he got the fake ID, and it's eighteen, so you're like sixteen headed into the bars. <laughs> we won't tell anybody to do that, but he's telling us, "Oh, you might have to get into a fight with some big guys." You never know. This happens at you know, take your beer, or take a sip. Spitting in his face, and while he's wiping his eyes, kick him in the balls. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, that guy, you wouldn't have got your foot up on that guy. He didn't care. No way. He didn't but that's move. The that, you didn't follow it up with anything. Uh, you don't just do the beer throw. No, you got to follow that shit up. That's the first part of the combo. <laughs> that, that guy didn't budge. <laughs> um. So uh, you had some great uh, analysis as you've been doing after each game, your takeaways. Uh, Blues are coming home for what, you know, could be a a new uh, definition for game six when you say that as a St. Louis sports fan. What's your recipe for this game for success, Rivs? How how are we going to win this one? Uh, Well, look, the, the biggest thing is to harness the energy and stay focused. Because these next couple of days, there's going to be so much noise surrounding the city of St. Louis that I would consider, if I was Craig Berube, and I know this sounds really crazy, I would consider taking the team to a remote location that's close and get them out of the city right now, even though that social media and all that, I mean, everybody has access to things, but get them out of direct contact where people can grab them each day and be talking about it and talk their ear off like, Keep them in the moment like they're on the road and because it's going to be a really like tough environment on Sunday. And I say that because even though we're at home, you have the weight of 50 years, an entire city, a franchise, and now everybody who's become a Blues fan during this crazy run, the guys in Philly, the people in Canada, the, you know, people from all over the place that are cheering for the Blues, you just want to block that out. And I think that if they can do that, I believe the Blues will come out hard right away in game six. And I really feel like it could be over by the end of the first period. And I know, I know there's three periods of play and all that stuff, but I just, to me, I got a feeling in my head when I watched the games and I watched all these, and I, not that I've been forced, but I've kind of been forced to really dissect these games. And it reminds me of the Winnipeg series where they just ran out of gas. And it reminds me of the San Jose series where they threw everything they had at them, and the next game they had nothing left. And Boston last night threw everything they had at them. They outshot the Blues. They outhit the Blues. They were after it. They were on it. Just go, go. And they didn't win. So 
now it feels to me like they've shot their shot and they're sitting there going, okay, now what? Are they, uh, let me ask you a yes or no question on your ribs. Is, is uh, Larry Robinson around? Yeah. So I'm, I, this is, and I think this is, you know, you hear about him paying the, uh, him being around and helping out with the defense and blah, this and blah, that. So I know Craig Bruby's the head of the ship, and, I, and I'm pretty sure these guys have meetings and everything, but it's got to be very uh, advantageous to have a guy that's won so many Stanley Cups as he has sitting in that room because, as you're saying, um, you know, get the guys out of town or whatever. I'm thinking, like, if Larry's in that room, you know, being where he's been at, and I know he played on different teams because he played on the Canadians who were so powerful back in the day, but he played in New Jersey when, you know, they weren't, really at the top of the ladder all the time. They, you know, they, they first one or two, they, they, got, they come from out of nowhere and sort of walk through the, the pile. But so I think having a guy like that in your room, uh, when you're sitting around the, the table, the, the big boys are sitting around the table, I, I wonder that they must bounce some shit off his head because the man's been there, you know? Well, there's no doubt. Yeah, and you'd be a fool not to try and pull from that knowledge that he's got. And, yeah, he is a big part of this right now. You see him in the locker room and all those videos. He's in the background. He's talking to players. He's grabbing guys. He's high-fiving guys. I just, uh, I, I think that the that Craig Ruby is, you know, asking certain questions to Larry Robinson. And, you know, uh, the Blues have made a change uh, at home on game days. Uh, the night before, they've been staying at a hotel and taking the team bus to morning skate and eating as a team and then taking a team bus back down for the game. So, you know, they have altered a few things and one would wonder if Larry Robinson had anything to do with that. Uh, but now with the opportunity to close it out, uh, you'd probably be chatting the whole flight home with Larry Robinson uh, talking about strategies and things that they should be ready to do and how to close out an opponent. I mean, just sitting there milking every bit of information you can out of the man. Cause I, cause what you said earlier and when you were talking about it and I totally agree. And you know, even last night when you were what, when we're watching the game and, and I know Boston uh, doubles out shooting them and everything, but as and I was sitting there with my uncle and uh, you know, he, cause he's been a guy that's been here from the, you know, back in the, uh, he got back from Vietnam in 68 when the, all this stuff was going on with the blues and, you know, he's been sitting here, he's one of those guys that says, I hope they win one before it's my time and all this, you know, so he goes through the process and, and we're watching it and he looks over at me, he says, even though, and it's kind of strange to say this, but he says, there's even times that they look like the Bruins are letting up a little bit, like it's almost like the Blues have got to them. And just like you said in the series before, eventually the Blues physical play and being in their face all the time, eventually wears a team down. And I think, like you were saying, I, I believe that Boston might they might have been broken last night with the the defeat that they take because if this first if you come out and the Blues the one thing they have done in this playoffs when it comes down to game five or game six or whatever at home to close out a series they've been able to do that so this will be uh, I think if they come out in the first period like you say it could be uh, it could be Boston they could be gone already. Now, big question for you guys is if Ivan Barbashev gets the game that I think he's going to get. Who are you guys slotting in that fourth line? Nolan. No. Interesting. No. Is there any chance at all that Thomas is going to be able to play ribs or is he out? I mean, do you know for sure or is that a no comment? <clears throat> I don't know for sure because there is still some things that are uh, pretty darn top secret, but I, I would bet that he would not be available. 
but I think so. Then if you're going to ask the question, I, I think you're going to have to probably go back to maybe a guy like Steen coming back to center because I don't know if any of the guys sitting out there are, are going to come back in and play that center spot. He's playing some valuable. Or Sunquist is going to move over and play the center spot, and you're going to flop a guy on the other side because Sunquist can eat up a lot of minutes for you because he's been doing that also. So I, he'd probably have to move into that center spot, wouldn't you think? Well, Sonny has been in that slot, and Sonny was great. He was six and zero on faceoff last yeah. night. So yeah, he to me, he's an automatic at center. And uh, my thoughts are, you know, I was leaning towards Nolan when Sonny um, got his suspension because I thought that Barbashev could slide to the middle, Mustine over to the left, and put Nolan on the right wing. And he's my been thoughts, there. Yeah, but my thoughts are changed on this one particular. Okay. Uh, is you could still leave Sunquist slide scene over and put Nolan there. Uh, I, I think with the importance of the game, and although he's been there, Gary, he's been sitting quite a while yeah. now. Uh, I would put Robbie Fabry in on left wing, and even though he may not be the best choice, he may not fit the mold. Whatever, he's the most recent guy that's been in this series that uh, knows the Bruins, that's played against them, that you know he's been out there, he's been in the fire. And he's also a guy that has a lot to prove. And, you know, he could very well be the guy that scores a big goal in that game on Sunday. So, for me, Mackenzie McEachern is a good player. He will be great. He'll have his opportunity. Jordan Nolan was great. He's got his cups. Um, but Robbie Fabry, to me, would be, in my opinion, the automatic guy to slide in there. So do you, so do you put – Fabry on that fourth line, or do you slide Blay down and move Fabry? No, up? okay. You leave you put Fabry on that fourth line. Yeah, I don't. You're trying not to tinker too much with everything, right? Like especially after the way they've been doing so well and, and controlling things. And even though they got outshot last night, like you're not going to break up the O'Reilly line. So right, you know. And, and Fabry was okay. Uh, you know, not great, but he was okay yeah. on the Bozak Maroon line. Sammy Blay, I like him there. I think it gets him more ice time automatically, and he's a guy that can, you know, with one hit, change the game. I think on left wing with that fourth line, with Steiner and Sonny being so smart and so good with the puck that you'll just see Fabry become Barbashev, where Barbie's been the F1 so many times yeah. in there, and he's hunting down the puck. Well, Fabry, that'll be his job to get in there. You don't really have to think too much there. You just have to be the first guy to the puck, finish your hit, pressure the puck, cause a turnover, and then let the other two guys do all the work as far as, Right. managing the puck and thinking the game. So uh, that, that to me would be yeah, makes less, sense. you know, less intrusive to the lineup. You don't really have to move a lot of pieces around. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, so I was on the last podcast, I was kind of right. Cause I said 57 and six will find their game. Well, six 57 found his on the ice and six found his somewhere else. So do you think well, there's any change there? No, I don't think there is. And listen, here, Joel Edmondson is a hell of a defenseman, guys. And yeah. I know he hasn't had the greatest series, and he hasn't had his best moment in, in this series. And there's probably a lot of reasons. I think some of the reasons are that he got out of his game a little. I think he focused a little too hard on the being big and physical and playing that mean game. And I don't blame him because the last time he got pulled out of the lineup in the playoffs, Greg Berube basically said, yeah, he's been playing soft. And then we don't need that. We need a guy who's playing hard. And so now, you know, he's out there maybe not overdoing it, but maybe he's compensated, overcompensated too much, and he's not thinking about making solid passes, making easy plays, and, and staying within his game. 
the, I thought the move was great, uh, putting Bortuzzo in there. He comes up with a couple of huge shot blocks, a couple of really good clears on penalty kills. Uh, I don't see anything changing at all, barring, you know, an injury that would happen in the next two days, which, you know, hopefully doesn't happen in practice at this time of year. Uh, but it is what it is, you know, and this is why, this is why you have the depth that you do. And this is why, like last night, I'm sitting there going, okay, uh, if I'm Doug Armstrong, I'm re-signing Carl Gunnarsson. I'm finding a way to make that work. I'm finding a way to try and keep everybody in place again, because although this run is special, there's still a lot of pieces that are the right pieces to be in there. And the model moving forward, guys, is no longer... For the next couple of years, the model moving forward, every GM is going to try and get big, physical, and fast. They're going to try and, and nail it like that because the St. Louis Blues literally were out of it, were out of everything, and they came back and won it, and they bullied their way to a Stanley Cup final, and this is now the new recipe. So you're, you're going to see that whole change happen. That Gunnarsson, he uh, he's he's probably made about uh, a million or two over the playoff series here. You know that making uh, oh vanilla ice cream, Jimmy. <laughs> yeah, vanilla he's gonna, ice he's gonna, cream. He's gonna turn that into chocolate or, or strawberry with the money he's making right now. No, you, you know what? That's the beauty of Gunny. He's not gonna worry about chocolate. I'm just ice saying cream. he can he can afford chocolate or strawberry now. What he's gonna make? Oh yeah, but because I think there's some think teams are gonna it, teams are gonna come a calling. You know that, and I know that. It depends if he wants to stay at home or where he want. You know, he's a guy that. Was sitting on the outside a bit, Ribs, and you got to admit that. And then all of a sudden, he, you know, he's walked his way in here for, from his play. Though it's not like he was given something; he had to work his way into the process, which you have to respect the guy. So you got to. Uh, but I think there's going to be some people talking to his agent. I'll guarantee you that. <laughs> there is, there is. But I don't want you to disrespect Vanilla Ice Cream. <laughs> Even the richest of the rich, I've seen billionaires enjoy really good Vanilla Ice Cream. So. Uh, Let's not speaking of guys making a little money, um, <laughs> speaking of guys making a little money, uh, I'd say Coach Barube's made himself a little money. Oh, do you think? Well, here's a double whammy, triple whammy. I don't even know how many whammies you can have for Coach Barube right <laughs> That's now. That's a new segment. I mean, triple whammy. <laughs> like, look at this guy took over a team in shambles, and he cre- he worked miracles. He really did because he took a team that was fragile, that couldn't close out a game, that couldn't finish things off, that couldn't get things done. Took him a couple months, a month and a half or so to see change and two months before they started winning. And now, you know, he's got that team in the Stanley Cup final, one game away. And as of Sunday, who knows what we're talking about next week. But not only has he been great on the ice, that, that, that speaks for itself. This guy is a hero, a god in St. Louis right now. I mean, is there a more identifiable guy to the community right now than Craig Ruby, who, you know, quite honestly, he goes out for beers, crushes an order of wings, and he might crush in the side of your face as he's headed out to his car just because, <laughs> you know? Like, he's just that guy that St. Louis fans, you, Kimby, perfect example, Kimby, you're loved in St. Louis. Twisters love. Chasers love. All those guys that played that kind of game have a special spot in people's hearts in St. Louis. Can you imagine now if you were one of those types of players, so people already know that, and now you're that type of player that is coaching, and you're coaching your team with the same character and values and ethics that you had as a player, and you get them to a championship final? 
you could fucking write your ticket and say, hey, Tom Stillman, here's my number. If you don't like it, I heard Anaheim's still looking. <laughs> he's getting a five-year deal out of this. But and you know but what? You know the- what the beauty is? He's not going to try and hit a home run. That's Craig Berube. Yeah. And that's why, that's why people love him. If he's going to look at the market value, he may want a little bump, you know, maybe an extra bonus for this cup win. But he's not going to come in and say, hey, look, uh, I want $8 million because that's a good one right for a Stanley Cup champion. He's going to say, well, you know, they gave me my chance here and uh, without the St. Louis Blues. And he's actually truly a guy that will mean those words. He, he, was, he will the, – the reason he'll stay here, not only because he's loved and he's gonna, he'll get his money, there's not a doubt about it, but there's a – he saved another man's ass in this town and he saved Army's ass. I don't care what anyone says and I'll, I'll <laughs> argue that to the thing. But oh, yeah, he, you're right, and, man. And those guys – those guys have had a little bond here in the last little while. You know, when Chief got lost his job in Philadelphia and then he comes through the process and on Team Canada, I believe, Army and them get a hold of him and get him working there for a little bit. So Army's had his back, and so that's, you know, you, you got to go with that. He's, he's had his back. And then realistically, when this thing all turns around, and another story they could you could write another goddamn movie on, the Bennington kid where they're showing it on TV last night that, you know, he's down at Providence and he, how he, you know, he, he's sort of not even in the picture and then all of a sudden he starts coming alive and, and then the call up and then shit, everything else is history. You know, it's just, the, the, these are, this is a, a season of the blues, not only for the fans, because that's really what, the way I look at it. That's what it's all about for the city to, to, to win a championship. But the stories that are involved here, you know, the, some guy out there, whoever, uh, hopefully not Chaser because he's involved in all that shit, but someone else, a, a Hollywood mogul could come in and just, they could write story after story on the shit that's going on, man. Wow, I was sitting there last night with Scotty Warman, who, by the way, guys, if you don't know him, he's an awesome guy, and he he does a great job at you know hosting or being the pitch man on set. But he is a Blues fan through and through. Loves the Cardinals just like everybody else, and there's no competition involved. But this guy stands up, sits down, stands up, walks around <laughs> the room, bites his neck, like. He's so into it. And so, you know, I just think that, uh, you know, we need people like that that watch this team, that, that broadcast this team. And the storyline, is that's where I was headed with this, is my brain farted for a second, um, <laughs> is the storylines that are surrounding this team uh, from this season are incredible. You know, you've got the, the failed the, – the signings. Let's start way back in July. The signings. Everybody's hopes are high. Then they lose, and then Mike Yo gets fired. They bring in Craig Berube, or keep him, rather. Then they have the Gloria thing in uh, Philadelphia with that bar called uh, Jack's. And it just goes on and on. They've got Layla, the little girl who's been inspirational. They've got alumni guys coming in to do different things. You've got Brad Hull doing his best Ric Flair impersonation. <laughs> I mean, there's so many storylines that surround this team. It would almost be a crime not to have them pull this off. Rivs, let me, uh, I'm not going to rehash everything I said, but uh, no, oh, listen, <laughs> it's serious now. I'm serious. Ahead, I, I said, I'm, I'm I said this to Kimby. I said this to Kimby. You feelings, Rivs. Now let him have it speak. Come on. I said this to Kimby. Being around you guys and some of the other alumni, I can't speak for all St. Louis, but I'd like to. I just want to say thanks because you guys all, to a man, 
have said how important this is to the fans. And you've all, like you tweeted last night, and that's what got my got me going on it, was you tweeted again about how unbelievable it is that there's a 19,000 plus people together watching a TV because it's their team and their city. And every time we talk about this kind of stuff, you guys, that's your main focus is how happy you are for other people, and those other people are the fans. And um, it's another reason why I say pro athletes are outstanding people, but NHL NHL players and NHL pros and ex-pros, they're even better than than others. So um, I just want to say thanks for that because uh, it doesn't it doesn't go unappreciated in in my world anyway. So, well, I won't speak for Kimby. I'll let him speak for himself because. Uh, he has feelings about this just like I do and just like every other alumni. But it's true. Like, it, for me, it's not bullshit. You know, I've always I've always harbored guilt for not being able to be a part of a team that brought a championship to St. Louis, especially when we had the teams that we did in the mid to late 90s where we were walking through the league, but we couldn't get through the damn playoffs. And that always bothered me. And you look back and people always say, oh, man, you guys, we thought you had the team. We thought you guys were the team. And and the uh, the anguish that fans have felt. And then you look at a guy like Bobby Plager, too. Mm-hmm. So, for me, it, it's about the fans that have stuck around and done everything. And it's about Bobby Plager, who's the, the original guy here, the original team, Mr. St. Louis Blue himself. And for me, on a personal note, it's about Jimmy Roberts. You know, Jimmy Roberts yeah. was. Uh, a dear friend of mine. He was my first coach in the American Hockey League, and he really helped me. Made me wear number six because that's the number he wore when he played. And so I had a real special bond with Jimmy, and Jimmy's great friends with Bobby Plager. So there's so many things that are attached on that front, but it's not about you know, me as a, as an alumni, it's really about the fans and the people, the guys who got this started that deserve that championship. So I don't know about you, Kimby. That's, that's where my brain's at. No, you know what? I, I answered it because before you'd got on, uh, he'd, he'd said that to me and I, and I sort of went through the process about how, uh, you know, we always had to answer to people when they, what happened, what happened. And now there's, you're so close to being able to say that they did it and that, so it's a different question going to come your way after, you know, I've lived in the granite area for 20 some years. And uh, so it's the the questions is the questions are different. People stop by my house as they're going by and they go, "Let's go blues," and <laughs> you know, so it's just it's just a new a new lease on life sort of thing. It's not the same old question coming. But the the one thing I will say, and you sort of you talk about the NHL, and uh, again, here's here's another thing, and it, and it's just because I'm not just about St. Louis here, but what Zdeno uh, Charo did last night was fucking unbelievable. Ooh. And I'll yeah. tell you what, I don't uh, I don't care who you are and you know, you, you watch other sports, and I'm not going to pick on other sport, but I'm just saying you you got guys no, in go cha- ahead. you got guys in championships <laughs> that are running there, and uh, and I'm watching the NBA right now, obviously because Toronto's in this thing, and that's right. a Canadian team, and I'm uh, it, it would be so they're up against the Giant or whatever, and the the Giants got some legs that are hurting right now, and they're not playing, and and I see a guy here that's pretty well, you know, I've had a broken job before, and to come out of if if, if that's what he's got, you know, I don't know where the, I'm pretty sure that's what he's got, but if you're getting to that process. To play two days later or three days later, and uh, and not only not only play, but right off the first thing he goes over and he tries to hit Shen where you know Shen gives him the reverse thing, and 
And then uh, the other Saskatchewan boy punches him in the head the one time. And, <laughs> and I'm just going, kudos to you, man. Just like people don't understand. Uh, I, not, not to a full, I don't think you understand what he is going and what he did. And I, I just think that just the NHL itself, you, these stories come out every year, every year, every year. And that's just, I, I put it on there. Zodana Chara plays tonight. I said, uh, yeah. it's unbelievable, yeah. and I said, because it's the hardest damn trophy to win, and that's why it's the hardest damn trophy, because well, guys will put everything on the line. And let me, real quick, you the guys in the NHL come from different backgrounds, in my opinion, than some other sports and things, and, and not that, anyway, of, of course I'm going to have, but here's, we were at uh, Clark's or Humphreys one night, and you were there walking. Kimby was there walking on the bar, walking. <laughs> pouring <laughs> pouring beers in people's faces. Anyway, but uh, there was a seat open next to me, and Peter Zezel sat down. And I said, you know, hey, what's up? And he said, what? And then we started talking about how approachable all you guys were um, that night. And he goes, you know what? We're just a bunch of hardworking farm boys. And that kind of encapsulates that whole hard work attitude. And you're gonna, you know, you're gonna put your work boots on no matter how you feel, as long as you're breathing. You, you go play, and uh, that showed up def- definitely for 33 last night. Yeah, I played with Big Z uh, in, when I was with the Islanders and again with the Senators, and he's a, he's a throwback, guys. You know, his dad was an Olympic wrestler, and as tough as, a, as they come when it comes to being one of those you know tough Slovakian guys, and he was hard on Z, and just like, much like, my old man was hard on me. I'm sure Kimby, your old man was hard on you, and and all of them. They're all for the right reason too, to create, you know, players who want to play through injuries, who want to win at all costs, who want to be good teammates and leaders. And guys, I I know he's on the opposition right now, but that came through in spades last night. You know, Zdeno Chara. I've had a dislocated jaw and it hasn't been broken, and they reset it, and I played like four days later, and the dentist had to freeze the entire side of my face up twice during the game and it was hard you could feel everything and then when that sucker came out later on that night i mean i thought i was going to kill somebody because it was so freaking painful so i i can only imagine what big v is going through shift to shift and then late last night that was no fun for that man who was trying to probably go to sleep and get ready for the next game uh, you probably would have had to put him down with like a blow dirt that would put an <laughs> elephant to sleep poor guy you know that cage, and for those of, for those out there that have played with that cage on, that cage isn't protecting your jaw. Like that thing gets rattled. No, I don't understand that. Well, you know what? I guess it's there. <laughs> I guess it's there for the little Aaron sticks, those little sticks that come up and kind of slap yeah. you in the face. Like you know, they just get you a little bit. And uh, but yeah, as far as the impact goes, unless you've got that thing bolted into your temple, like. There's no way. Although Big Z, you know, Frankenstein, he may have bolted that right to his head. Um, but, yeah, no, every – I said uh, yesterday leading up to the game, any contact on that guy alone, any jarring of his body, any bumping is going to trigger that jaw, and that's going to suck. And, I, you know what, he played pretty much the same amount of minutes as he's played without that problem, so – you got to tip the hat to Absolutely. a guy who's 42 years old, still doing it like it's supposed to be done. Well, I know, uh, Ribs, if I was to guess, you've got a thousand interviews to do today. I know you've got Synergy Hockey Skills Camp. I mean, I don't know 
I, I would hate to even guess to everything you got going today, but I do know that we appreciate you joining us, um, having all of us uh, on on air. I know the fans love it, especially when you and Kimby get going and uh, Coach Henson. So I'm gonna let you get out of here. Um, you know, you're you become a celebrity, especially in your own mind, as Kimby likes to remind us. <laughs> um, um, but uh, but you're doing a great job, and, and we appreciate everything you do. Uh, I guess uh, we will reconvene Monday morning. I mean, there's really nothing else to say other than we will reconvene Monday morning. And you know, before you go, Riz, but you see, and I'll say this, I ran into Cam the other night when I was up there, and I was talking to Cam, because Cam's out there doing what Jamie's doing. You know, they're getting out there, they're doing a lot of stuff, and I, I think what's going on in St. Louis, you know, you're getting some new guys, like Jamie's getting in here talking, and Cam's talking, it's just some new ideas that are coming to the forefront, and uh, I think the, the younger generation sort of comes along with that. And I, I just think it's, a, you know, I, I'm not going to – your head's big enough, but I'm not <laughs> – I'm uh, I, just, I just think what, what's going on, that you guys are putting your time in and that, and I, I just think it's great for the, the town of St. Louis for, as fucking hard, hockey is and everything. So for you and Cam and guys doing that, I just think it's unbelievable. Uh, I thank you, buddy. And I'll tell you what, guys, it's been an amazing run so far. Uh, you know, I've done this for – Quite a few years we jump in in the playoffs and help out at Fox Sports Midwest. This has been so amazing. The ride has been so much fun. And yeah, there's been a lot of different things that have been asked of myself and Cam and guys like that. But I wouldn't change it for, for anything. I love doing it. and uh, It's an honor to be out there, especially when we're at Enterprise Center. All those fans are there and cheering and screaming. It's an honor to help those people have a voice. Um, right now regarding this situation because uh it's a pretty special moment so i'm having a great time well it's going to be a an epic day i just can't even imagine what sunday's going to be like around this town but it's, um wait, we forgot to bring up the fact that kimby got to meet my brother what? Uh, yeah. oh no did you get any scoop kimby you got anything for us on no. that or no you know what that's the first time i i i've had some interactions with him on twitter and that and uh so when he come in there, and uh, so we, we chatted, and, you know, he was enjoying his time in St. Louis, so that was good. And, uh, and I, you know, I, he, he's, a lot, he's a lot like Jamie, not quite as smart allocated to me that, that Jamie is. So, but he's, uh, no, I had, I had a good conversation with him, and, he, and he, you know, I just asked him about, because I don't know much about his brother, and I just asked what he was up to in that, and um, he's got his shit going on, because uh, he does some stuff with the CFL and that that, you know, I, I'm aware of, because we've got the Saskatchewan Rough Riders and that, and. I was asking about his business, and it's just uh, he's a real down-to-earth guy, and he was enjoying his time. So I, uh, you got a good little brother there, Ribs. Yeah, he's awesome. He enjoyed talking to you too, and don't let him fucking fool you. He's just <laughs> as much a smart ass as I am. He just wasn't quite comfortable yet. <laughs> Give him another day or two, and the cranium joke would have started flying. Don't worry. <laughs> For holy moly! Well, listen. Um, like I said, I know you're busy today. Um, you got all your Give camps me, are going, you going on. Go ahead. Day? Yeah, I'm going Sunday, yep. All right, good stuff, brother. I'll see you there. Well, me and Gary currently aren't going unless you're going to do something about that, Ribs. I mean, Gary didn't mean to to put you on the spot, but actually he did. When did I put him on the spot? (laughs) You told me you were putting him on the spot. (laughs) No, I didn't. I reached out to a couple people, and right now, like, there's even guys, even when John Hamm is jumping through hoops to try and find a ticket to sit here for game six, uh, Gary Henson and Jamie Rivers are, I don't even know. Not are we not even on the list. I don't even know if we're in the area code. <laughs> helping those guys. 
Well, listen, I'm lucky to get a ticket for the alumni. I'll just take that and shut my mouth. They don't. Hey, you just go up there and say you're so and so because I go up there and tell them I'm Darren Kimball. They don't know who the hell I am. So I just they say, what are you doing here? <laughs> they go, are you, are you making the chicken wings for ribs? <laughs> hey, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to good. <laughs> I'm going to go find a snazzy ass sport coat. Take Big Willie with me, and I'm going to walk in and say, I'm Jamie Rivers. Yeah. You got too much hair. They know who I am around there. <laughs> yeah. I got, Henson you got said to, I got too much hair, too. You got too much hair. Oh, my God, and you're too ugly. That's uh, true. Well, hey, listen, man, appreciate you same, very much. Same size pants, so. Yeah. Oh, oh. Ooh, man. <laughs> wow, Kimby. Wow, Shots fired. Shots fired. Hey, Kimby, I'll gladly compare waistline. Oh. <laughs> With you and Chrome, I'll let, I'll let Henson judge, judge that one. With you and Chrome. Come doing on, that. man. Why do I always get thrown into this shit? <laughs> I didn't say anything. Oh, Lord. Kimby, Kimby's hearing... buying those elastic-waisted jeans now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> All right, man. Listen, uh, get out of here. Enjoy your day. Enjoy the weekend. And uh, just uh, keep representing the city. Uh, city's happy to have you around. I know that, my friend. Take care. Well, love you, boys. Let's hope we're talking about something good on Monday. All right. Have a good one. See you, pal. Bye. See you, bye. All right. Oh, boy, what a dandy. Let me tell you, it's uh, he's a treat, and he's everywhere. I know, I know, you love to give him shit, Kimmy, but man, he's on every show. He's on. I mean, it's you know, you know what? Though, if you look at the the guy, like when Kelly Chase has done it, uh, Cam's doing it. You know, these guys that have ran through this process. Uh, Twister was there at one point in time. You you have to have his. Uh, you, you know, you got to be sharp witted about stuff. Yeah. You you got to bring stuff together at some time, and right. uh, you know, on and he's got to go from this doing this podcast where you know anything goes, and right. then he's got to go back on the air, and he you know you can't be cussing or doing right. anything he's like that. He's got a filter, and, yeah, yeah, and you sort of got a filter there, and you you know you not that he does it all the time, but he you got to play on the home side a little bit. You know, you you, you got to <laughs> get there a little bit because or they, they didn't want to talk to you after a while, but you know he does a great job what they do, and they 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 they're they're pretty. As long as you're down to earth and you, you sort of call it like it is, people are going to like you around this area. Well, they love their hockey players. There's no doubt. I mean, uh, you know, and Rivers, you know, he brought it up too. I mean, this is a just a great sports town. I mean, obviously they love the Cardinals, but the, the Blues have always had that fan base. And, and you've talked about this before, Kimby. It's a different type of fan base. And what they've done now is, I think, and it's great for them and their franchise and everything, is now they've taken that, that rabid fan base and now they've even enlarged it a little bit. And, yeah, because and that's mean, great. I mean, I see it's, on Twitter, how do I buy season tickets for now? Yeah, you, I mean, it's, it's, a, go, it's a boom for sure. You go through the pro, the fan base that I, I talk about most of the time is the fan base that come in when Brett Hall scores his 86 and gets hockey live again in St. Louis. Yeah. So that fan base is who I, because that's who I accommodate right. to. Now you got a new one because you're, you're chasing down a Stanley Cup. Uh, you're, you're right there, and there's a younger generation coming into this process. You know, you got to remember that we're all in the 50 carry category now. So you're, you, you know, you got a whole new generation that's yep. coming up here that they're, you know, they they grab onto this group in a different way. And social media and whatever is going on, it's it's just such a big thing. So the the core group is always going to be there. And now you're adding something to around the sides, which just makes us. Like you said, if, if everything goes well on Sunday, God, who knows what's going to happen I know. Here. Well, and that's why I wanted to, like, that's I wanted to say what I wanted to say about thanking you guys about how much I appreciate you you're putting the fans first, and you can really see it. I wanted to say it before it was over. Yeah. You know, because well, I, I didn't it. want well, it to be something it. that re, it was, you know, knock on wood if we get lucky and they win the cup. I didn't want to say it after that because yeah. everything's easy to say after exactly. that. But that's why I wanted to get out. Well, the real question is if, 
you know, will we be doing our show Monday from your from the lawn chairs? Uh, we can do a question. We can do Monday is if they it knock on wood if things go well Monday I'm Sunday gonna, you mean. Sunday I'm going to be so freaking hungover. <laughs> It's going to be quite a show. We can do it from the lawn chairs at my pool. You working Monday, Kenby, or you got to, I got to work? You got, are, are you, you going to be? You going to be under the weather Monday? I hope no, if they I win the be, thing. No, I won't be under the weather. I'll, uh, I, I'm Man, I will. Yeah. I probably will have not slept. I, I so we're going so to get a phone call Monday from you. I guess you ain't okay. going to be alone in that world. I know. I. Well, Kathy, my wife, she says, how are you going to react? I said, I have no idea, but it's going to be epic. <laughs> Jesus criminy. Can't even imagine. This is going to be insane. But um, listen, uh, excited for everybody in town here. I, I can't thank the people that are associated with, with allowing us to bring you this show enough. I want to mention some of them now. Of course, Randy Green with InnovativeCompanies.com. Um, folks, we can't do these shows if, if, if we don't have people support us like a Randy Green. So if you need work done, residential, commercial, industrial, doesn't matter. His construction team, heating and cooling team, and electric team have you covered. Uh, we're asking you to support them because they support us and allow us to do this. That's my man, Randy Green, 35 years experience, second generation craftsman. Man of his word, folks. Tremendous human being. Please give him an opportunity for your business. Um, Adam Smokehouse, some of the best barbecue in St. Louis. We appreciate them as well. Uh, you know, I, I can't say enough about all the great barbecue we have here in town, but I do think they have the best. It's located on Watson Road, open till seven Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. Box lunches deliver to certain zip codes. Um, they also uh, do great catering services. But if you're if you get a chance to go in there and, and experience the environment, you're not going to be sorry. That's Adam Smokehouse, St. Louis. Here's your cue. Uh, you know, our friend Noel Buckingham, who who jumped in and, you know, gave us a call, found our show, loved the show, said he wanted to be a part of it, comes in and and hopefully we've we've done him right. But listen, what a great dude. What you know, he and his wife are tremendous people. They own a great uh, pest control business, Buckingham Pest Control. Everybody needs pest control. We're asking you to use Buckingham Pest Control. He's a light, he's a blues fan, diehard blues fan. He's enjoying this just like the rest of you. He wanted to support us. We're asking you to support him. That's Buckingham Pest Control. They don't kill penalties, but they do kill pests, and they pass the savings along to you. SynergyHockeySkills.com. You've heard Revs talk about it numerous times. Make sure you check them out. Our friend, uh, the Nelson family, Stephanie, and, and, and her dedication, of course, to the new St. Louis outreach to, to help kids with cancer her dedicating her time which i'm sure she doesn't have much of because she has such a, a massive uh, landscaping business nelsonlandservices.com that's another one we're asking you to check out uh, their website will tell you all you need to know nelsonlandservices.com five-star locally rated landscaping company that does tremendous work at reasonable prices and just an all-around great family so uh, these people allow us to keep this show on the air and we can't say enough about all of them and we're asking you to please support them um you know, if you want to help us, check us out, bluesnhlpodcast.com. I saw some people share how excited they get when they see the notification on their mobile device that the new show's up. That's what happens when you subscribe to the show. That's what we're asking you to do when you go to Blues NHL Podcast. Just click subscribe to the podcast. It takes 30 seconds. You're done. That's the best way to stay in tune with what we're doing. Find us on social media at STL Blues Podcast on Twitter. If you're a Blues fan, uh, we're going to follow you back. Now, I will say... Over these last couple of weeks, I'll turn on the notifications and we'll have all kinds of people following us. And I try to make sure I follow back the Blues fans. Um, if I miss you, just send us a note and I'll, and I'll follow you because we're interested in what you have to say. 
Please find us on Facebook as well. Type in Blues NHL Podcast. Like us there. Please click invite your friends. And when you see the pin post, that's usually the show. We're asking you to like it, comment on it, and please share it as that helps us also reach more fans. Please, please find us on Instagram as well, Blues NHL Podcast. And you can find us as part of lineupmediagroup.fm. Uh, home of your radio, the newest streaming platform. We're very excited about uh, what they've got going. Uh, love to have uh, our friends uh, over there feel the love from all the Blues fans, especially their new station, Play Gloria. Uh, make sure you download it today. It's free. It's available on your mobile device, and we know you're going to love it. For my friends, Jamie Rivers, Coach Henson, and, of course, Darren Kimball, I'm your off-ice official, Jim Cromer. Let's go Blues! This podcast was a presentation of lightupmedia.fm.